we welcome you to the preaching service of the Scotts Fork Christian Church. Uh, today is a very special day for us at the Scotts Fork Christian Church. I'm Otis Clark, the minister. Uh, we have just finished ordaining Mr. Tim May as an elder of the church, and I have so much respect for him. He is not only uh, my brother in Christ, but also is certainly a fine gentleman. And with recognizing that, uh, I want to talk today about a man I respect in the Old Testament. Uh, there are many people I deeply respect, different things that they said, different things that they did. But today I'm going to be talking about the person of Caleb. And uh, we're going to be talking about a message being a man of God. Certainly, as we look at the respective scriptures, we are going to look at a description of a man of God drawn from the life of Caleb. And so uh, we'll be reading uh, from scripture that I've read from quite a bit. But uh, what I'll be doing today is uh, zeroing in on the person of Caleb. I'll be reading in the 13th chapter of the book of Numbers, and I'll be reading verses 1 and 2, then I'll read verses 18 and 19, and then 26 through 33. So if you will, let's listen to the word of the Lord. The Lord said to Moses, Send some men to explore the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the Israelites, from each ancestral tribe and one of its leaders. So at the Lord's command, Moses sent them out from the desert of Paran. All of them were leaders of the Israelites. And you continue to read and you read their respective names. And then in verses 18 and 19, we read these words. See what the land is like, and whether the people who live there are strong or weak, few or many. And then verse 19 says, What kind of land do they live in? Is it uh, good or bad? What kind of towns do they live in? Are they unwalled or fortified? And then in verses 26 and following through the end of the chapter, we listen to these words. They came back to Moses and Aaron and the whole Israelite community at Kadesh in the desert of Paran. And there were, uh, and they were, uh, as we read in that 13th chapter, reported to them and to the whole assembly and showed them the fruit of the land. They gave Moses this account. We went into the land to which you sent us and it does flow with milk and honey. Here is its fruits. But the people who live there are powerful, and the cities are fortified and very large. We even saw descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites live in the Negev. The Hittites, the Jebusites, Amorites live in the hill country, and the Canaanites live near the sea and along the Jordan. Listen to this verse about Caleb. Then Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, We should go up and take possession of the land, for we can certainly do it. But the men who had gone up with him said, We cannot attack these people. They are stronger than we are. And they spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land they had explored. 
They said the land we explored devours those living in it. And all the people we saw there are of great size. We saw the Nephilim. They are the descendants of Anak. Come from the Nephilim. We seem like grasshoppers in our eyes. And we look like the same to them. So what we notice here in reading this scripture, uh, let's notice a number of things that were happening at this time. At this time, God had used Moses to lead the Israelites out of Egypt. He had led them through the Red Sea and then closed it behind them to destroy the army following them. Moses had led them to Mount Sinai where God gave them the Ten Commandments the same commandments that you see me Moses holding on our capitol building which but which we can't display ironically in our schools now Moses had led them to the Jordan River on the other side of the river was their new home the promised land they had dreamed about for centuries as they worked as slaves in Egypt. Before God allowed them to enter the land, he told Moses to have 12 men, leaders of the 12 tribes, to uh, go into the promised land as spies and to bring back a report. And we know, we've read it possibly many times, that the 12 spies checked out the land for 40 days. And when they came back, Ten of the leaders said the land was filled with giants. There was no way they could beat them. But two of the men, Joshua and Caleb, were different. They told the people to trust God and God would give them the victory. So this morning we're going to be talking uh, about challenges for ourselves as we read about this account in the Holy Scriptures and challenges for people, for men, and, and walking with the Lord. What is needed in this day? Well, we have a man that we have just ordained, Mr. Tim May, as a elder in the Scots Fork Christian Church. And the things that I see and have seen for many years in Caleb are certainly a part of Tim's life. One of the things that we need to understand is that a man of God has a resource others ignore. There's a great verse, the 24th verse in the 14th chapter, and if you're following along in your Bible, but this is a great verse of scripture, and, and, excuse me, and it says this, but because my servant Caleb, listen now, has a different spirit and follows me whole, wholeheartedly, I will bring him into the land for, uh, bring him into the land he went to, and his descendants will inherit it. Now this is a very significant thing that is said here in this 24th verse, that he had, uh, uh, Caleb has a different spirit. Caleb was different because there he had a different spirit. Have you ever noticed how some people complain about every setback and difficulty that comes his or her way, while other people seem to take it in stride and go on with life? And what we notice here as we look at Caleb is that uh, we understand it's what's inside, listen to me, that makes the difference, that makes all the difference in the world. 
heard this little illustration from Gene Gregory, and he said, think for a moment of two balloons, one filled with water, it sits on the ground, weighted down, and unable to rise. The other, filled with helium, pulls at its cord, and it is always straining to rise toward the heavens. It's what's inside that makes the difference. And the same is true of men today. The thing that makes the difference between a man always straining toward heaven and the one who is content to call this world his home is the spirit that is in him. We need to understand, friend, and certainly Caleb understood this, uh, and uh, we need to understand this, and I'm confident that Tim understood this, is uh, to be a man of God, you must have God's spirit in you. That's why Jesus told Nicodemus long ago that you must be born again. We have the great plan of salvation. The gospel was preached on the day of Pentecost in Acts 2.38. Peter said, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Paul commanded us to be filled with the Spirit. And as long as you continue on trying to do your best without accepting Jesus Christ, you will never be, be, never, uh, be able uh, to be all that God wants you to be. You will never achieve all he would have you to achieve. You will never stand where you could have stood. For the Holy Spirit is the resource of a godly man. And friends, I ask you this morning, have we failed in our preaching? Have we failed in our teaching to help people to understand? And I get aggravated myself in that I do not talk enough possibly about the Holy Spirit. We read in the Roman letter in the 8th chapter, uh, and I'm paraphrasing, Paul said to the Christians at Rome, he said many times we don't know what to pray for. And he, the Holy Spirit, intercedes for us and so first of all what we notice about Caleb and being a man of God is that he had a resource others ignore a man of God also acts differently than others act verse uh, 24 in that uh, 14th chapter that I read about the, him having a different spirit uh, also says that Caleb followed the Lord completely friends I know many times when they, people think about being a Christian, when they think about following the Heavenly Father, often I feel that they think about what they will have to give up. And friends, what you will have to give up doesn't amount to anything because if you seek to follow the teachings of God's Word, if you seek to be a person, you seek to be a man, a woman of God, you are going to receive blessing upon blessing. And so uh, we notice that when we think about following God, a man of God acts differently, is that you must follow the Lord completely. You see, there was no hypocrisy in Caleb. He was not willing to follow the Lord only when things were safe or only at the church when people who believed like he did surrounded him. No, he followed the Lord completely. Uh, there is a song, and I haven't gotten to listen to it enough to know completely, but I know it says something to the fact is that do we only seek out God when we need Him, when we are in trouble and we need help from the Father. 
so we need to pray today as we're gathered here is that uh, send us men who are willing to follow you completely men who know what is right men who know what is wrong and who are willing to stand up and be counted God give us men who will say the Lord's house is open and that's where I'll be and also as we continue to look in this 13 and 14 chapter and talking about Caleb Caleb was willing to do whatever needed to be done whatever the Lord called him to do he did it when the spies were returning from Cana Caleb wasn't too proud to carry a bunch of grapes he didn't think manual labor was beneath him no 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 he put his shoulder to the job at hand and let me tell you as a Christian if you are too important to do some lowly job for Jesus if you are too good to serve in some position then you are too good for God to use many times there are ministers regrettable to say and I've I don't know there's been a whole lot that I've heard men say this but I've heard preachers say well that's not in my job description and I understand what you're saying and we got to use judgment here but friends for the most part is I have never felt and I'm not mean to be vain that anything was beneath me doing a man of God follows the Lord completely a man of God also acts differently because he follows the Lord cheerfully. A thing we need to notice, and this seems to be very true when uh, we look at Caleb, is that you must follow the Lord cheerfully. It amazes me the number of people today who are Christians and the particular um, countenance they have uh, many, many times they look, and I say this respectfully, but they look like that they've lost their last friend. And friends, I know that we cannot not always go about with a smile from ear to ear. We cannot always be, uh, you know, totally elated and all of that. But my friends, we need certainly uh, to realize that we live in a land where we can worship as we please, where we can read the greatest book in the world, where we can become a Christian, walk with him, know the peace that passes understanding and the joy, joy down in uh, our hearts. I hope and pray I'm not talking to people when they think about the Lord's work, they see it as an obligation or a chore that they have to do. I think about the song that says, I am happy in the service of the king. I am happy, ever so happy, in the service of the king. Let me tell you, friends, that, uh, I, that I hope and pray, as I said just a second ago, that I hope that you serve him cheerfully. Being a man of God not only means that you act differently from others, not only do you uh, follow the Lord completely, not only do you serve the Lord and follow him cheerfully, but also you follow him constantly. I want to read in the book of Joshua in the 14th chapter, verses 10 and 11. And these are some very meaningful teachings. And listen what it says in Joshua. And by the way, I just love the book of Joshua also. But in Joshua, the 14th chapter and verses 10 and 11, this is what it says. Now then, just as the Lord promised, he has kept me alive. This is speaking of Caleb for 45 years since the time he said this to Moses while Israel moved about in the wilderness. 
So here I am today, 85 years old. I am still as strong today as the day Moses sent me out. I'm just as vigorous to go out to battle now as I was then. Aren't those powerful, powerful words? Friends, if we're going to get the Lord's work done, that, and, and we should be happy to do it. He is the one who brought us into the world. He is the giver of every good and every perfect gift. The fact that you have the health that you have, hope is reasonably good health, that you can hear, that you walk, talk, work, go about, and have your being. My friends, we ought to count a genuine pleasure that uh, we can serve and follow the Lord constantly. From the day Caleb first began following the Lord until his death. He followed the Lord constantly. Forty-five years after he had first gone as a spy, Caleb was still following the Lord. In all those years, he never once joined the complainers. He never quit asking what God wanted him to do. At age 85, you don't find Caleb sitting in a rocking chair, watching the world go by, talking about the good old days. No, no, no. He was still working in God's kingdom, looking toward to the next challenge. And my friends, men of God, not only act differently, but they follow the Lord constantly. And then also, we must follow the Lord faithfully. Now, when I say faithfully, I mean that he followed God with faith. Caleb had a great faith. 85 years old, still working. And he wasn't a person, listen to me now, who wasn't saying, I can't or we can't. He was saying, let us go up. As you go back to that 13th chapter and get into the promised land. Why do I keep preaching? Hopefully and prayerfully in my own finite way that God can use me, help me to point men, women, and boys and girls so that they would accept the greatest person in the world and make preparation for life beyond this life and have the hope of heaven. Now, when I say faithfully, what I again, I'm saying again, is that he followed God with faith. When Caleb and one of, and the other spies returned from the promised land and gave the reports, the others talked of giants. They talked of walled cities. They wanted to return to, to Egypt and the things they were missing out by following God. No, not Caleb. When he looked back, he remembered the chains. He remembered the bondage of Egypt and the miracles of God, and he had faith. He said, if God could pull us through these difficulties, if he worked in the past, then he will continue to do so now. Caleb had faith. Friends, I share with you, it could very well be some who are listening to this podcast are losing out on so much but not trusting and having faith in God. I love that beautiful hymn, Trust and Obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. If you want to be used by God, you must follow with faith. When difficulties arise, when finances are tight, when sickness strikes your home, when troubles come, when opportunities arise, you need to speak up, remembering how God has provided 
and protected you in the past and reminding others that the God we serve is not some wimpy little pretend God we give lip service to, but that he is the faithful, the almighty, the miracle-working, loving God in difficulties. A man of God, listen to me now, has faith, and that makes him act differently than other people. A man of God has a resource, the spirit that God puts in us when we become a Christian. A man of God acts differently. He's marching to a different drummer. And a man of God enjoys rewards others miss out on. In that 14th chapter, and I believe we read it a little while ago in verses uh, 36 through 38, and I want to read those real quickly. And so it says uh, that so the men of Moses had sent to explore the land who returned and made the whole community grumble against him by spreading a bad report about it. These men who were responsible for spreading the bad report about the land were struck down and died of a plague before the Lord. Of the men also who went to explore the land, only Joshua son of Nun and Caleb the son of Jephunneh survived. A man of God enjoys rewards that others miss. Friends, it's been said, and I think said very powerfully, that uh, when you look after God's honor, he will look after you. You may want to jot that down. That's very, very great teaching. When you look after God's honor, he will look after you. A number of years ago, Queen Elizabeth asked a merchant to go over to Holland and take care of some business for her. And when she told him what she had in mind, he complained. If I do your majesty's business, my own business will be ruined. You do my business, said the queen, and I will take care of your business. Friends, the same is true today. In Matthew 6, 33, and this is a verse, friends, you will never, never, never go wrong and heeding and following. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be provided for you. You will be honored. Not only will God save your life, but he will also bring you honor. I use the expression, you have to chew on this a little bit and think about it a little bit, but that in life, a man of God, a woman of God, is that if they truly will pick up the cross and seek to make a difference, we will plant trees we may never set under, but there will be those who come after us who will sit under them. But he will also bring you honor. In the beginning, people made fun of Caleb. They wanted to stone him, uh, he and Joshua. He had no respect. He had no honor. By the time the Israelites got to the banks of the Jordan River, all the older men were dead except Joshua and Caleb. Their carcasses littered the wilderness. Now, however, Joshua and Caleb were held in honor at the council meetings. I imagine they asked him again and again and again to tell them about the miracles that God did in Egypt. He was honored among men. Friends, I have seen that if an individual 
really seeks after the significant things of life. They just don't live for themselves. You've heard all heard the expression, a person wrapped up in himself or herself makes a mighty small package. But if you seek to plant seed, uh, there is that beautiful song. May all of those who come after us find us faithful, that if you will be faithful to the Lord, there will be many and many a seed that probably will get planted after we leave this world. You will be remembered because of the life of Caleb. Uh, he was put on the most difficult jobs. If there was a task no one else could handle, it was given to Caleb. As a matter of fact, there were three huge warriors in Mount Hebron, and no one would try to kill them. No one would even face them but Caleb. And these giants with six fingers on each hand, six toes uh, on each foot, needed to be driven out so God's people could possess the land. Who would do it? Let's get Caleb. Caleb faced the giants, defeated them, so the land was safe for God's children. My friends, uh, you see, when we have these things going on in our lives, being a man of God, uh, you look at things totally, totally, totally different than the person who has no faith and who is not walking with Christ. If you walk with God, you will be given the difficult task. You will be given the difficult jobs. But my friends, when you leave, you will leave shoes hard to fill for men that walk with God, with God as hard to find, and you will be remembered. And also, friends, one of the big things is you will leave an inheritance for your children, just as we read in verse 24 and the last part of that verse, and his descendants will inherit it. Yes, I envy any man uh, who will leave a godly inheritance for his children. What did Caleb leave for his children? He left them the blessing of a nation who knew the Lord. He left them the example of a godly man. And friends, as I think about the person who uh, we have ordained today, uh, those things I have mentioned are certainly graphic of him. You see, the Lord is issuing a call today for godly men. He's looking for men who will take up the call and who will follow him. He is looking for men who will walk with him constantly. He's looking for men who will stand for the right and who will invest their lives in something that will ask. I ask all of us this morning, if you're sharing this podcast with us, are you that kind of man? Will your children remember how you love the Lord? Will they remember seeing you read your Bible? Will they have a memory of the many times they heard their names through the walls of the house as you lifted them up in prayer? Will they remember how your walk with God impacted every relationship and how it impacted your attitude uh, during the week? Will they have a memory of how blessed they are because you have sought to be a man of God? Let us pray. Our Father, we thank you for this teaching in God's word, teaching of Caleb, great teaching, a man who was filled with the Spirit, a man who had a great faith. And here we are years and years and years later, reading his example and challenged because we know that that which he chose to do, 
that it made him a great man, a man of God. Help us men, help all of us, Lord, to be people, a person, being of God. Bless this broadcast, bless those who listen, and guide us in all things. In his name we pray, amen. Amen.